The Up With The Bonnets podcast is brought to you by our sponsors, Unicorn Cleaning Services. They offer a range of facilities from domestic and commercial cleaning, which includes lets and Airbnb, and also offer ironing and laundry services. You can find a link to their website in our Facebook and Twitter bios. You can also reach them by visiting their Facebook page, or you can contact them by visiting their website, unicorncleaningservices.co.uk. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Up With The Bonnets podcast. I'm your host Daniel Smith and with me, as always, every week is Paul Gray. Paul, how are you doing mate? I'm absolutely brilliant Danny, how are you? Yes, feeling a little bit more human today after my exploits on Friday night, but yeah. Going into Saturday morning. Bear Moretti is, wasn't he my friend on Saturday morning when my... When my two-year-old daughter woke me up at 6am. <laughs> Fantastic uh, stuff. Unlucky. But we're not here to speak about my daughter inflicting pain on me on Saturday. We're here to speak about Dundee hitting top spot on Saturday. Despite the result, we are top of the league now. About bloody time. We've seen, I think, the, the big swing and goal difference the past few weeks also certainly helped us claim that top spot. We, at one point, looked like we were, well, we were sitting like something like seven points behind. Mm-hmm. And now we're sitting level on points, top and goal, because uh, the goal difference with a game in hand. You've just basically read out what I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's not, the, I mean, it's not the result that we'd all hope for. Mm-hmm. But like you say, it's a point takes with top albeit by the goal difference. But yeah, I mean, that could be a huge factor come the end of the season. Do you know what I mean? It can be. Of course, um, of course, yeah. I mean, the game the game was on the back end of a 7-0 hammering of Hamilton. We're going to Arbroath, who are sitting third bottom. Expectations also, yeah, are high. Yes, yes, expectations are really high. Big travelling support. Uh, 3,036 out of the what's it, 5,500 that were there. So, uh, big travelling support down to Abroad from Dundee. Brilliant. But, obviously, the expectation was we've just won 7-0. We should really be going there and like giving them a doing. Yep. Which we didn't. But it was a point, it was a clean sheet, and it did move us top of the league. And that's it. I mean, our both set up exactly the way that we, sh- we thought we would. Uh, thought they would, you know, limiting Dundee all over the park. I mean, just mm-hmm. pressuring us into, you know, we, we couldn't exactly play proper football. You know, the one-touch passing and whatnot. So we ended up just resorting to like hoofing it up the park. Just played it in their hands, like. But fair play to them. Fair play to them. They set up to do that and they did it. They did it effectively. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would, I would give a shout out to both sets of centre halves in the game. To be honest with you, I thought both sets were absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. As Anders, like that tells you all you need to know. <laughs> I kind of feel like Abroad sometimes are in a position that really doesn't highlight the team that they've got. Mm-hmm. I always felt they, mean, they should be more mid table. Also, this isn't me trying to make up excuses why we never won. I just oh, feel yeah. like that it's a maybe it is a wee bit of a false uh, position for them. It is. They have got a good team, to be fair, and it's just been one of those seasons. They're off off the back of a, a season where they nearly got promoted. Mm-hmm. 
they were never going to do that again. And I think there's maybe a wee bit of a hangover that they've had. But <laughs> yeah, but saying that, um, saying that, I still feel like uh, it's kind of, yeah, oh, it, it feels like two points dropped. But it's a point we've got that's moved us top. I don't yeah, know my feelings was, about that. I, I was kind of feeling like that myself, mate. I was, I mean, I was thinking we're away to give them a scud in, like I always do. But especially mm-hmm. after giving Hamilton seven, I was thinking, you know, we could really go here. We could go here and get a good proper victory. I mean, we never got it, but like it says, it was a point and it's top. That's, yeah. see, that's, see that for me, that's right, we're there. It's up to us to now stay there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I think, yeah. The whole, I think the whole maybe being a little bit deflated because of the result is... A wee bit. Yeah. It's just, like you see, he's just coming off that, that 7-0 win. And we'll look absolutely like fantastic against Hamilton. And it's just uh, what we said a couple of months ago, the expectation levels. I don't think many fans went there thinking we're going for a, a draw here. No. Um, Although everybody went thinking. I think everybody went there thinking that we were going to win. I mean, atmosphere to begin with, it was just like everybody was there, like ready, up, right, we're going to win, we're going to do this. And it was just... But obviously, it didn't really happen. Like, but mm-hmm. I just, I feel, I kind of just felt like the more of the game went on, you could kind of, I don't know, maybe it was just me. I just kind of got a sense that Boyer was probably going to be happy with getting a point mm-hmm. and a clean sheet. I, that was kind of my that my feeling as the game kind of progressed, or it didn't really progress because the game was absolutely shite. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Abruf. I've really had a bit of form recently. Oh, absolutely. So you can maybe understand why the the result was what it was, because so in their last, what was it, seven matches, they've uh, since they were beaten against Rafe in the 4th of February, uh, they have drawn what, quick maths for, they've drawn five, mm. one, two, and they have kept one, two, three, four, five clean sheets in the process. So for a team that's doing it at the bottom, fighting relegation, seven five balls. clean sheets out of seven. I know there's a lot of draws there, but it kind of highlights the maybe a bit of the, the Dundee game that their plan might be to set out for a point. Yeah. And if anything comes of that, then it's uh, it's a wee Brucey bonus, isn't it? It was exactly like that when they played there. Exactly like that. I mean, obviously they got an earlier goal, but even still, but it was that's the way that they play. They want to just limit teams, so the the teams just fucking run out ideas, mm-hmm. and then just they'll take it up a wee notch, and that's what happened. McKenna had a couple of free kicks, you know. That, oh, there was one of them I thought was destined for the top bin, eh? but they were just creeping back into the game, and then it was kind of like, oh, wait a minute, we're getting a wee bit nervous here. Oh, you know, if we get a point, we scrape away with a point here, could be a good result. I just feel like some people probably didn't realise that the point was taking us top. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The lineups when they came out, uh, Zach Robinson was missing, and uh, the, I'm not. I read somewhere that they're pointing it towards the the head knock from last week. Yeah, we're Hamilton. Yeah, but you obviously you were at the game. Just how much did that affect the team or the layout of the team compared to well last week and the air game? Well, see the see the thing with that, like Danny, like the. Obviously, when Robinson went off against Hamilton, they brought him at Mullen, but we still absolutely ran riot. 
it was it, okay. It was the same team that was virtually doing the the rioting against Hamilton <laughs> that started this game. But you wouldn't have known. But to me, that was down to the way our growth were playing. Dundee mm-hmm. were just like. You know, some players were like wasteful in possession. You know, it wasn't just like specific to one player. I mean, off the top of my head, I thought McMullen did didn't think he had a great game. You know, his first touch, you know, up in the air, second touch was a tackle. Do you know what I mean? But um, like, even just like when we were away to make a wee counter, the like Boyer said, they made the wrong choice. But the passes were too short, and our both were anticipating those short passes, and they were going in and winning them every single time. Yeah, okay, it was the team, same lineup and same kind of, like I said, against Hamilton, but it wasn't the same team, if that makes no. any sense. Do you know what I mean? You're speaking in crypt. No, I know what you mean. It's the, the whole, how, how the opposition set up as well. Mm-hmm. Like last week was just, we had it spot on against that Hamilton team. Absolutely spot on. We had that, the, the formation and tactics and the way we played. But obviously... Dick Campbell's not a... He's not daft. He's not a dafty. <laughs> yeah. He's You've not seen daft. that game and been like, right, well, let's see the way their threat's coming from. Lyle Campbell in the middle. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. They basically put a boy on him. It wasn't a game for Lyle. Like, I was quite, you know, I was gutted for him, like, yeah, because he was trying. And then, I think you might have mentioned at the other pod where it was like, you didn't want boys, like, you know, if it's not coming off for them, the you know, the wee passes, them zinging... 30, 40 yarders and they're not coming off that's what he started to do mm-hmm. it was not really coming off but but again that was to me that was down to <coughs> excuse me sorry that was down to the way our growth set up like it says our growth were just on top of us pressing us and just res- then we had to just resort to hoofing it but it, 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 for me personally I can't believe I'm waiting to say this but I probably would have liked Thomas to start I would not mind seeing Thomas up top with Jakubiak because mm-hmm. if we were going to be restricted to these you know, long balls, you know, you want to hit a long ball to the biggest guy on the park. You know what I mean? You don't want to be hitting him up to Jukubiak, like especially against those two, those two centre-halves. Yeah, or even like hitting long balls up to uh, uh, effectively a lone striker. It does not you, work. Yeah, it doesn't work at all. So it yeah, if you've, got, if you've got uh, Kwame Thomas sitting there beside Jukubiak, you've got maybe got a runner uh, playing off the side of him. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's it. I mean, I, I was quite, when I seen... I know we were, I think it was in the paper, it was like uh, Robinson was touch and go. And whenever you hear them say he's touch and go, that means... That's it. He's not going to be on yeah. Um But when the team sheet came up and it was one up top, everybody kind of in the pub was like, oh, fuck, here we go again. Um, but I don't know, Just I'm, I'm just, I think credit where credit's due to our bro. I think the way they set up was just brilliant. Totally nullified Dundee. That was it. And they did. And they were looking to get a wee, get, you know, sneak one on the break, which they nearly did a couple of times. But nah, like it says, the game is shite. Mm-hmm. You do see that sometimes with teams that ones that are fighting relegation. And I'm no way to like bring up players' commitments. I'm sure every Dundee player fighting for this title, but you do kind of see players when they are trying to drag themselves out a relegation battle. Mm. They've got more behind them. I feel uh, more dig, mate. That's yeah. it. A hundred percent more dig. Whereas I felt like a couple of our players, they didn't shine out of tackles and that. Nah, mm-hmm. I don't think it was good. And I mean, again, I'm, I'm I'm not having a go at anybody, but I think see, and I think this again, this is kind of down to Boyer, but I think McCowan on the right, he's so easy to play against. 
because he does the same move every single time. He just wants a cutting on to his left. I would like to see him on the on the left and McMullen on the right and draw Hannon. I've always been the firm believer of if you've got a winger, play them on the side that the main side with the main foot. Ah, definitely. But I, I mean, mean I, I, I'm not begrudging them as well during the game switching over. I like that old wee switcheroo. Uh, mix it up a wee bit, yeah, I get that. But I just but most of the game, all the game, nah, nah. Like you I say, just, I just think McCowan's obviously that like, he's more inclined to come in on the come on inside, inside of the defender on the fullback. But see the way like Josh uh, Josh Mulligan was playing on Saturday. See when he gets the ball and he just runs. That's that is his like strength. That is his main strength, just running at boys. And you can see the fullbacks absolutely shiting themselves. But if he's playing with a, a winger who's wanting to cut in as opposed to getting right onto the bumming line to pull that fullback away, it, it stops it stops Mulligan's progression, if that makes any sense. Like him mm. just running into the box because he's a danger. He's a threat. And he was I thought he was I, I thought he was brilliant on Saturday. I really do. I wouldn't want to play against him. You'd absolutely shite your brakes. <laughs> He's yeah. just a steam train, mate. He's yeah. just a steam train, and that is his strength. Running at boys, and he needs to. He just needs to run. That's it. Mm-hmm. I think it would help having an actual winger, winger ahead of him, not a boy that's wanting right. Cut inside. Cut mm-hmm. inside. Nah. Nah. Play the Careful. lefty on the left, the righty on the right. That's it. Are you going into politics? No, sorry. This is not a political <laughs> podcast, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's enough of that there, Danny. <laughs> nah, well, big, that, big shout out to Mulligan, like it's class. I think the few few uh, chances in the match, obviously the best one fell to McMullen in the first half. I missed that. I was at the bog. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. When I heard the scream, I was like, you're joking me. But then came back and the old boy's like, ah, oh, but Molly's just hit the post, for fuck's sake. Hope you want to get a push at the time. Have you uh, been I made, like, I've I've got a history of, like, going to the bog and missing goals. Just, <laughs> just got it, obviously, Dundee didn't score, like, hey, but I've seen it and it was some strike. <laughs> some strike. Like, it's just, ah, oh, so unlucky, like, so unlucky. And there was a couple of chances before that as well, you know. Aye, but say love you. Yeah. What we can put this doing is is a missed opportunity to go two points ahead. I think that's one thing that most Dundee fans would have been thinking when it was a draw, is that when you've been looking ahead at our next set of fixtures, you're thinking, well, win against our bro, two points ahead of uh, Queen's Park, win the game in hand, five points. So think yeah. that whole, we're going to be five points ahead when we reach four games each left, I think that's what most fans had in their head. I certainly did. Not that I was thinking we're definitely going to win these games. I was thinking this is where we could be. So I think that's what frustration kicks in when it's not happened. I think so, yeah. And I think, see for me, probably people didn't even realise come the end of the game that we were top. Mm -hmm. Genuinely. Hence the booze. But they can don them like but. No, I mean, even even drawn like a dire 0-0 against Abroof at Gayfield, we went top of the league, we still got a game in hand. Myself, I certainly wouldn't be booing. Nah, definitely not. Be. But each to their own, the people pay their money, they feel like they have to boo, then like 
fair play, but I would be the other way around for me for that one. Some folk are just hard to please, Danny. That, yeah. that, that's what I think it is. And I think it was probably more, well, I would hope it was just more frustration mm-hmm. as opposed to performance or, do you know what I mean? Um, Could be the frustration that I just spoke about. Exactly, mate. Because, See, as soon yeah. as you said that, I was like, bang, that's, that's it. But I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's clear to all to see, like I said to you before this, like if you've got two eyes in your head, you could see that our broth are a hard team to beat. This is their 14th draw of the league season. Do you know what I mean? Highest of any club in the league by about three games. They're a tough team. And to go there and get that point in the conditions and all that kind of stuff, at the start of the game, I wouldn't accept it. But as the game kind of went on and it was, mm, there were a couple of chances... I'll take it, and I'll take it because we're top, and that for mm-hmm. me that that is the main thing. And then we win this game in hand. I think we're looking good. That, that's yeah, that's my opinion anyway. Well, well, that's it. See, if we go and win on Tuesday, then the, the result against our broth would be like, oh, it was a good point. It was a good point. I think that's what generally people would look at. That's a good that point. Really because, good. I mean, like like you said, our broth, they probably shouldn't be in the position that they are in, but they are. But they're fighting tooth and nail for every single point they can get. And they've just beaten two two teams that were pushing for that are pu- pushing for promotion. Well I mean, Paul, that that's one thing I totally forgot to mention. Yeah. So the last two games well they beat uh Air United last week, the week before that they beat Queen's Park. So let's yeah, let's still just think that we're just going to go down there and walk them. I mean, we all hope and wish that we did. Oh, yeah. But if you're going up to play against a team who are like, or I love a draw, like you just said, there are 14 of them, but they have just beaten Queen's Park in air first and third in the league. Well, third in the league at the, at the time for air, then yeah, let's no, let's no start kidding ourselves, to be honest. At this, uh, uh, will be a walk in the park. Exactly. That, to me, that's why it's a good point. Mm-hmm. And yeah, clean sheet, great, but it's a good point. I still think, though, if we had got that first goal, like I said last week, I think if we'd got the first goal, we would have went on and just probably coasted it, I think. But I'm obviously, I'm, I'm glad that they didn't score because I think if they'd scored, I think we would have really struggled to get back into that game. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we would have been in the game, but we wouldn't have been like taken it by the scruff of the neck and actually going, right, we'll, we'll get a goal. We'll be chasing it. Yeah, we didn't really look like we were. But again, I keep repeating myself, that was just down to the way our both set up. That was mm-hmm. it. That was it. Fair play. Fair play. Well, <laughs> well, looking at where we're from since the Partick defeat at Dens, that's now five games. We have won three of them and drew two, but in the process, we have kept four clean sheets. That's brilliant. So, Defensively, we're doing so much better. I mean, the the goal against Air, our goal for Air was when we, we spoke about this and never really agreed on on what who, who should take the blame for that. But uh, they they were gifted that one. <laughs> Sweeney shouldn't have dived in. That's oh, what yeah, the, yeah, that's yeah. what the correct answer was. Yeah, that no, was keeper's fault. <laughs> but we are on a, a good run as well, especially defensively, because if we can keep, like you say, keep the clean sheets coming, then hopefully the goals up top, will come. Yeah, 
up top, especially with the home home games, we have got obviously ref. We'll speak. We'll start speaking about them soon. But we've got ref up on Tuesday at Dens. Then on Saturday we've got Morton, and then Inverness away from home, and then Cove at home before we take on Queens Park away. So three home games out of five. Three winnable home games. Very winnable. Mm-hmm. I I would look at the Cove one, and people will say I'm jinxing this. But no, nah, we're no we're not getting beat against them. Um, so no. the other the other two, the Riff and the Greenock uh, games, looking at the stats and at this games, very winnable. I'll let you continue, Danny, because I'm nodding my head. <laughs> so we'll look at. Well, first off, well, actually, we never went to the the, the championship results. Know that anybody will. I've no noticed them. So obviously Partick absolutely hammered Queen's Park 4-0 on the Friday. That brings them right back into contention again in this uh, championship. See, that, like, I'm not being funny, but you must be shite if Kevin Holt scores two and Danny Mullen scores against you. <laughs> Shat it. I like Kevin, uh, Kevin Holt, so I'll not hear, hear a bad word about him unless he guides them to the title. It's not a bad word. It's just the fact that he doesn't fucking score. <laughs> <laughs> well, Inverness grabbed a 2 0 win against Riff. Hamilton Cove won all. Air and Morton won all. And obviously, it was 0 0 with Arbroath and Dundee. So, we take on Riff on Tuesday night. They are currently not doing the best. Nope. So as we just said, they've just been beaten against Inverness. They were beaten uh, against Hamilton the week prior, 2-1. Hamilton were down to 10 men. They did beat Queen's Park 2-0. Yeah, but they were, beaten in the, they were beaten in the Challenge Cup um, against Hamilton. And then you've got the beat Cove 6-1. And the, but they were beaten 3-0 against Rafe. So it's really a, a, an affy, inconsistent team. Up, down, up, down. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I think a lot of Dundee fans are caught on to was Ian Murray's interview after the game on Saturday, where he was actually speaking about Rafe will find it hard, or could be finding it hard, depending on uh, a few players' fitnesses, if they can actually field a full-strength team. A lot of pish. But their substitute bench, I think, only had two full-time players on it, three full-time players on it. When they played us last time in the Challenge Cup, they only had two outfield players and one goalkeeper, Jamie McDonald, who uh, wasn't even kitted out when he was <laughs> warming up the keepers. So we've been here, we riff, where they have next to no team mm-hmm. and we got put out the cup by them. Absolutely. So definitely not going into this game thinking it's a foregone conclusion. That's exactly it, mate. But see, like Ian Murray's interview, like, I, I, mate, he was like, "Oh, I'm no dramatizing this. You know, we're, we're, you know, we're really struggling. You know, might might struggle to field players, field the team. I've sent boys on loan. I can't recall them. It's hard signing boys, and he was nearly on the verge of tears. Do you know what I mean? Like speaking about the plight that they're in. But see, for me, give them the Oscar now. <laughs> Give him the Oscar now. I've never heard so much shite in my life. You know what I mean? Like you, you've just hit the nail on the head with that Inverness game. What was it? It was three, three outfields and a goalkeeper. But then, if you cast your mind back, like you says to February, there was two outfield and a goalkeeper, and they beat us on pens. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, I'm not. I'm not buying these. I'm not buying these crocodile tears or 
they will field a strong team and a team that is a very good team on their day. Yeah. If they're on their day, if they're on their game, like they, they'll be hard to beat. But if they're not, <laughs> say it all the time, we'll give them a doing. Like. <laughs> the classic <laughs> old saying. Oh, no, I swear to God, man. If they, they play to the the way that they played like the last time, you know, when we were through there, the one-all game, that's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. But if they play like they did against Inverness, then we'll give them a scudding. I mean, I couldn't tell you the players. I've, I've not looked at anything uh, to do with their injury list, so I couldn't even tell you the players he's on about or the players that they're missing. I didn't even look at their lineup for the weekend, so there's plenty of research being done onto this. Nah, they've still got the regulars, like the boys Stanton and that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Easton and what Connolly, you know, they're the and Vaughn. That's that's the mm-hmm. four really. But apart from that, nah, I'm not like I says, I'm not buying into these crocodile tears like at all. At all. If anything, his interview could have been a wee uh, a wee rally to the players to say, look, this is us doing to the bare bones. Mm-hmm. I mean we've seen it with Dundee back in two thousand and like the defiant season. Doing to the bare bones, boys know uh being full fit at all. Like you say, Sean Higgins played to be a bloody stake in his boot. Exactly. Give him a hand. Rob Douglas wasn't even mobile. Exactly. <laughs> and we exactly. still picked up the results. You give this whole siege mentality mm-hmm. and we kick up the arse and boys will respond to it. That's it. Or maybe he's thinking, oh, if I say this, then you know Dundee might take the foot off the gas a wee bit. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Nah. Do, not, do should, not let that no. interview influence you at all. No, if anything, we should be listening to that interview and thinking, let's just go out and do what we did last time. Apart from you can see then two goals in the last 10 minutes. Yeah, apart from <laughs> Scrub that. that. Yeah. Scrub yeah. that. Yeah. No, Had a third goal. We should be looking at him and just laughing. Like, I, I, I'm sorry, but I, that interview, I've watched it about two or three times and I'm just like, what a haver and shite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolute haver, mate. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But that for me, I'm gonna say it. We win that. We win the league. It's a must-win game. Every right. every game's a must-win. Yeah, I know we just spoke about the the point there against Albrough on. That was a good point, though. Yeah, after Tuesday, that could look like if we win, it would be like right, okay, then that's yeah, we're three points ahead now. Um, but every game is a must-win. Every game's a must-win. But I think when these home games. Maybe draws away from home, mm-hmm. we'll be all right. I will be fine. I think. Not- I think I might end up coming to that Queens game. Will be just a non-event. It'll just be a party. I really hope so. I really hope so because because so I, I can't take it. <laughs> the um, a lot of boys have been saying that just draw the two away games and win your home games, and that should be it. Should be it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you look at it. Look at this. League, mate. We've been saying it all season. Everybody's been, everybody and their dogs been saying it this season, how tight it is. But then when you look, you know, we've got what five left. Abdi else is on four left. So fair enough. We'll just say we've got four games left. But there's only four points between first and fourth. It's yeah. just as bonkers. Like, I mean, there are maybe, maybe part of Canair, they might think, oh, we've still got a chance here. I, I, I don't think so. I think. Myself, I'm looking at air, and I think they're out of it. Okay, yeah. I really do, and even the fans have been saying that mm-hmm. they they've they've kind of bottled it. I think they're the playoffs, and that's what they'll get. I can't see them 
putting a run of form together. Mm. They've kind of they've just went right off the boil, and their fans have seen it. So for me, that's good enough. If their fans are saying that, and, and there's a, a vast majority of them, I've been mentioning that, that that's good enough for me to think. Well, I didn't think they'll they'll they had their chance at the top, and they've kind of blew it a bit. Yeah, I think they have. Yeah, big style. I mean, obviously, look where they are in the league, but um, I think for me, I think Park will finish second. But we'll be clear. I, th- I, I genuinely think we'll be clear. Partick have certainly clawed it back. Mm-hmm. And the last two games have been quite emphatic wins. You had a 5 0 away to Cove, and obviously, Friday there was 4 0. Chris Doolan has got them looking quite good especially defensively. I think before he got he, he got the, the job, they had, what was it, kept a clean sheet like twice. It was mm-hmm. something like that. It was twice the whole season. And since yeah. he took the job, um, I think it was AF was the first game. So he has kept three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. No, am I telling? I might be telling less here. Let me do a recount here. Like, <laughs> need a recount. Get the abacus out. <laughs> eight, eight clean sheets since he's took over. Says it all, really. Yeah. So they are the one. I think Queens Park bubbles burst. But, I, 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 yeah, Partick's Partick's the team that I'm kind of looking at and thinking. Here we've got to keep on our toes here because I don't know. I think they'll know. I can't see them let up. Yeah, I'm not worried about the other teams like at all. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not. Yeah. I'm sitting here just quietly confident, mm-hmm. quietly. But I mean, that that gamble of Queens getting rid of Simon Murray that's that's really paid off. Well, mm-hmm. well done, well done, guys. You fucking clowns. <laughs> but they, they, their bubble has burst, and I like I've said, they've shot the bed. They, they will. I think they'll just they will plummet even more. Mm-hmm. I think they've got the the playoff spot. <laughs> I think they've got the playoff spot. Uh, hey. So then, I think I think you see the top four is the top four now. Yeah, I think I, I think I think it will be Air Queens Park us mm-hmm. as long as we win on Tuesday. As long as we win, yes. If we don't, the uh, it gets a little bit squeaky. One thing, just a bit. I mean, obviously, I'll happily take a win, any shape or format. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, a high scoring win will do wonders for the team's confidence and that, and the goal difference, which we said might, you know, it could be a contributing factor. It will be a contributing factor at the end. Well, it's contributing now. Exactly. This but, time of the season, if you're top or bottom, if you've got a better goal difference than your nearest rival, then it does. It acts like, it, yeah, it definitely is. But like it says, I mean, whether it's a, a resounding victory or a, a last minute goal for fucking anybody. Legsdens, a win will suit me <laughs> anyway. Anyway, but I still think we'll win comfortably. <laughs> let's hope so, and let's hope that we've got Zach Robinson back again. I Bloody still won't have much, but he he makes that team tick up top. Yep. And if, but if he's no, if like what you said, I would like to see Kwame Thomas up with Jakubiak. I'd like to see him, I mean, I'd like to see Kwame, I mean, he's been in the press and that going, you know, I want to score more goals, I want to score more goals and that, fair enough, but I'd, I've, I think if Robinson's still no 100%, put him on the bench, but I would <laughs> play the two up top, because this 
lumping it up to Jakubiak on his own. I mean, Jakubiak is good at holding it up. He's got strength. He's got an arse on him. You know what I mean? Like John McGinn. Do you know what I mean? It's like one of them arses. Do you know what I mean? Back centre boys. But he keeps a hold of the ball. But he's nobody really to play it off to. No. I would like to see Kwame doing that role and play it, laying it off to Jakubiak because he's dangerous. I mean, so... The, the humping it up to one up top doesn't work with any strikers we've got. I so think it works with any team on the planet. <laughs> Unless you're Stoke, maybe in the early 2000s. <laughs> I mean, two up top has to be. Right. Has to be, especially at home. You kind of go into the the like the last stretch. The crucial running to the league. Crucial yeah. business end, whatever you want to call it, playing one up top at home. You just cannot. I'm putting my foot down on that. <laughs> I feel really <laughs> strongly and passionately about that. I think everybody else does as well. I, I don't think you'd have anybody at all turn around and saying, Paul, you're speaking shite. Well, I've had that all through my life, to be honest with you. I mean, everything else, yes. Everything else. I would back uh, them up and say, yes. But this one, I've got your back. Yes. <laughs> so Tuesday night, obviously, it's us at home against Rafe. You've also got Inverness at home against our brother Morton at home against Hamilton. So there's a couple of games there that, again, do not affect us at all. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing Hamilton getting something for Greenwich Morton because we will be playing them on the Saturday. Yeah. Um, I was kind of hoping after seeing that the boy Oakley had got red card, well, yellow and a red on Saturday, I was thinking he was going to be uh, suspended for the Dundee game, but he'll be mm. suspended for that game. It's like, bastard. Because <laughs> he, he ran us ragged through there. Do you know yeah. what I mean? He did. He's a good striker, like. But we won't speak about the Morton game because we are going to be good guys yet again and do a midweek pod. Win, lose, or draw. Hopefully, win, yes. (laughs) And one of the main main reasons we're doing a weekly midweek pod is because Paul's no got any notes and I've no either. I can speak about uh, Morton if you want. No, we've Eyes on the riff game. Fuck the game, isn't it? <laughs> That's your team talk. Done. Done. Just like like I said, we win this, we will win the league. That's mm-hmm. it. That is it. We'll go strength to strength. Like. We actually forgot to mention, we actually signed a player. Oh. Pierre Reedy. Is it Reedy? Is it Reedy? What, what is it? Just whatever you want. Pierre... <laughs> Only one PM. <laughs> now, let's go on about his debut. We should have really spoke about this 15 minutes ago, but mm. his debut. It's not a debut I would have gave him, purely because what do all the other midfielders who can do that job and they're probably match fit and you know just would be able to come on and do something be thinking about just now. I thought it during the game. Would he come on for my... I think he came on for my Cowan, I think. For me, like... For me, it would have been either Burn Williamson or Robertson coming on for McCowan, put McMullen out to the right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was just... I, I don't get it. And if I was one of the guys that was on the bench and this boy's just came in and he's got on the pitch ahead of me, 
I'd be pissed off, like. <laughs> I would be sitting there thinking, what the actual fuck? I'd be like, what, well, wait a minute, I'm fit here, like he says, I'm fit, I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. This boy's come in. I mean, obviously, they didn't want him getting, like, pure singled out, and then everybody in the team, like, hates him, and he trains on his own, and you know, <laughs> I mean, like, we lose her. <laughs> no, no, no. But it's the, the decision. Abdi throws his uh, lunch in the bin and that. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're speaking. <laughs> bullies him. <laughs> Shitting in his lunchbox. Oh, yeah. And two foots in training and nothing, you know what I mean? <laughs> My wee wee prick. <laughs> but the, the it's so we've got so long left of the match. But I've looking to win it. You should be thinking, well, no, the, this is not the time for him to come on. Let's put somebody in. Let's put, like you say, even Williamson. Yeah. Got, yeah, we know what he can do. So these boys, I know he's been training with on the for a wee bit. But there's a difference between training and when you play on the park. Mm-hmm. I think we needed somebody like Williamson in the middle of the park, a bit of fighting, a bit of dig, because McKenna was just rolling over uh, Cameron. Like, I mean, give Cameron his due. He closes boys down. He was trying to put a tackle in, but it just wasn't working. I, I probably, it wasn't a, like I said earlier, it wasn't a game for him. Mm. I, would, I would probably would have took him off, brought Williamson or Bernon or even Robertson. Uh, maybe not Robertson, but maybe the first two. And they would have been better suited. And taking off Jakubiak for Thomas, I was just kind of like, come on, eh? just put the two of them up. Yeah. Uh, nah. And Bintana. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was this odd, odd subby. Mm. We've been here before. Mm-hmm. We've been here before. Yeah. But we've tracked right back to the start of the pod by speaking about this. So let's fast forward back to where we were. Where were we then? <laughs> I think we were just uh, finalising the end of the uh, Wraith preview. Must win. Vital, crucial, whatever word you want to use. Mm-hmm. Just bloody win. I'm no caring if we put in an absolute horrific display and win with an 89th minute goal off somebody's arse cheeks. I will take that. And I would come on to the podcast that night or the next night, and absolutely big you up to the max. Correct. Correct. There we go. Maybe not the night, because I'll probably go to the pub after and celebrate. But... Correction, the night after the pod. The night after the pod. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, Paul. That's it for this week. Despite going top of the league, I feel it's quite a subdued episode this week. Just a wee bit. I do think we all feel like we haven't hit the heights that we should have. I think every Dundee fan's like that, but I think yeah. a lot of Dundee fans are understandable that it was going to be a tough game as well. I'm no sitting here ripping into players or that. It's like, well, looking at the, the form, looking at some of the stats, a nil-nil, probably what that was a fair result. Yep, absolutely. That was... It just seems like there's just a missed opportunity to be sitting here two points ahead. A little bit of breathing space going into the uh, Riff game on Tuesday. I think that's all it is. Mm. We've just feel a little bit... Mm. Mm. Missed out. We've missed out a wee bit. I'd see me add dinner. I'm just like, nah, that's us top now. And that is where we will remain. Mm. That's me. But anyway... Well, let's hope we do. Because surprisingly, this is only the second time we've hit the top spot. 
The last time only lasted a week. Okay. Oh, not even a week. Was it one game? That was it. So one game. <laughs> we're back doing it again. So <laughs> <laughs> let's just fucking stay there. Just stay there. That's uh, just just win the home games. Pick up points away from home. Job done. That's it. Bobby's your uncle. Fanny's your auntie. <laughs> so it's it's a it's a short podcast this week. It's a short one. And as ever, we'll end it with the D archive. Yeah, beauty. So the 10th of April, 1999. It was at Firth Park, John Spencer gave Motherwell the lead, but ooh ah, Wally Faulkner, and he's five foot four. He goes on amazing. James Grady both scored in the second half for a 2 1 win. Class, class. <laughs> <laughs> the 11th of April. This one was against Rich Rovers. At Starks Park, it was a one-all draw. Paul Hartley scored in the 52nd minute, but Eddie Allen scored in the 60th. But this draw meant that we won the, the, well, the first division at the time, not the championship. So, it was at that game. It was a fantastic experience. Brilliant. Absolutely I'm brilliant. Mind about being, what age was I? 13? Just turned 13. Mm. Travelling to the game with your scarf rolled in the windy and none of this you press a button you actually rolled in the windy yeah yeah all the kids are today uh, they've got it easy with their bloody electrics they probably didn't even hate to press a button now it's probably on an app just on their phone eh? yeah uh, bloody bloody kids um, but uh, that was it windy rolled down rolled back up again with your scarf on it and it flapping in the air I mind at the game you're like your boy selling the fucking flags and everything it was mm-hmm. like but it was actually on cane you know what I mean? <laughs> you wouldn't get that now, like. Ah, you have to sneak like, that in. Let's like batter somebody with that. You'd have to sneak it and you'd have to like put it in your trousers and just walk in with a lump. I thought you were going to say something else. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Up your arse. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> the 12th of April, 2014. It was 4-0 Dundee against Cowden and Beef as we made our charge to the championship uh, title. Hey. Craig Whiten in the 6th minute and Martin Boyle on half-time. Jim McAllister in the 60th minute and Martin Boyle in the 66. Pep, ha- Pep Hartley doing the business. Unlike now. Yeah. Actually, see, have they even like, won a game since he's been in charge? I don't think they have. Mate, I really didn't think so. I think they've got about one point since he's took over. Is someone wild like that? Like, I, I can't even think back to when they won. <laughs> I remember they beat us in like, October. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> All that money. That's it. The Not a show for that team. Aye. <laughs> so this time, April the 13th, cast your mind all the way back to 1974, the old Division 1. Dundee visited Ibrox in front of just 23,000. It was 2-1 Dundee, Jockey Scott on the double. Quality. Quality. The 14th of April, 1982, Rangers again, this time at Dens Park. Jim McJohn, actually, John McDonald gave Rangers the opener in the fifth minute, but Ray Stephen got two on the 31st and 42nd before Ian Ferguson scored in the 58. Brilliant. I love his, uh, it's, it's just class, like hearing that he's out. <laughs> <laughs> April the 15th, Ryan Joseph Sweeney. 
was born on this day. He's 26. But six foot six, I know. <laughs> good player. Aye, good old Joseph. Yeah. Hopefully Disney. Game. Sorry. Hopefully Disney go in the pass. You better know. Swear to God. <laughs> he had a good game. Good game on Saturday. Him and Ashcroft were, they were good. Especially in those conditions. I thought both mm-hmm. centre halves, like I said. Yeah. Both. Very good. April the 16th, 1910. It was the <laughs> Scottish Cup semi-final replay at Ibrox Stadium. 20,000 were there to see Dundee and Clyde draw 0-0. <laughs> Stuff that. <laughs> I've actually got for anybody that has never seen Dundee win anything at all. Video footage. I've got I've got a newspaper clip in. That's what you're getting. <laughs> you get a newspaper clip in and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking video footage. <laughs> oh, some, brilliant. some boy on a handheld can the the, the, the turn in it like yeah. that old school one. You got to be handle on the side. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Fucking 1910, there was no fucking video footage kicking about. It was like the Wild Wild West back then. <laughs> Paper clipping. <laughs> I think that's it. That, that's actually it. I ended it on, what's it, a high point? Paper clipping. <laughs> ended it on an old courier newspaper clipping. Brilliant. Ah, the heady days. Ah, oh, that's it, mate. <laughs> it's actually got pictures on it. And I still, to this day, don't know if it's just a really bad... You know how the photos back then would have been awful? I don't know if it's a really bad one printed on it. It's just an artist impression. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Ah, <laughs> oh, choking to see that, like. Choking to see that. <laughs> <sighs> Clutching. Just a bit. Just a bit. <laughs> superb. <laughs> Absolutely <Yeah>. superb. <laughs> Paul, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for having us, Danny. Thank you, listeners, for putting up with us. Despite going top of the league, we are a little bit deflated. Mm. But I think it's more... It's more nerves now for me. Cool as a cucumber. Aye, this boy here, honestly, there's not a bit of sweat on him. Absolutely. Which is the first, because he's normally sweating like hell when he's in front of a webcam. I know. <laughs> Did you know? I've been on the dark web. All right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, cool as a cucumber, mate. I'm, yeah, confident. Mm-hmm. If we win, as long as we win, if, if we didn't win on Tuesday, I'm not. Wednesday should be eventful if we... If we are defeated or don't win. <laughs> That'll be box office, that like. <laughs> <laughs> but let's hope that does not happen. But yes, we'll be back midweek to speak about the game at Dense Park against Rafe Rovers. But until then, I hope you enjoy this podcast and we will speak to you later. <laughs>